Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. Whoops of laughter and noise outside the house. It's officially the return of every Irish person's favourite time of year. Oh, it's great. It's great to have it back. Some would say you could be dancing with happiness now that it's back. Dancing on the ceiling, perhaps, eh, Lionel? Kicking off with a party song, Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling on LMFM's 11 to 1. Although it is quite dull and grey outside right now, yesterday evening was the first time that we really got to experience, as we Irish love to say, the grand stretch in the evening. Oh, it's back. It's back. And what a joy to see your completely screen-obsessed child race out the door after homework to play on freshly cut green grass with his friends. It was amazing to see that. And, uh, you know, I can see him playing as I prepare the dinner in my kitchen. It's very handy. It's kind of at the side of the house. There's a window and then you can look out and you see, can see the green. It's very handy. And they were playing football initially. But then there was other kids that had arrived in. I, they haven't seen the green, this teeming with children since last summer. It was brilliant. And there were older ones there. And I saw them sort of lining up the younger ones. And then I was thinking, oh, could it be it's a game of Queenie Queenie? Do you remember this? Queenie, Queenie, where, who has the ball? Is she big or is she small? This thing. And you have to uh, try and creep closer, I think, if memory serves me. I was watching them intently uh, yesterday. I couldn't. had to rub my eyes. I was going, what? Is this my own nostalgia or is this actually happening before my eyes? But yeah, there you go. The grand stretch approaches and this is what happens. The kids sort of become more sort of, you know, carefree. They start playing games together, which is brilliant. So uh, the little man must have been out from about, say, oh, definitely four o'clock till about half six when I called him in for for his dinner and in he came rosy cheeked inhaled the dinner spun straight back out the door again to play in the last precious few minutes of daylight don't you just love it don't you just love to see the grand stretch coming back and um, the kids in my estate have reminded me to enjoy it to savour it because, you know, it doesn't last too long. If only that rain now would just go away and not spoil the grand stretch too much. But um, it did. I, I was having all the nostalgia feels yesterday as I watched them. And I really was very envious. And it reminded me of what Dr. Mally Coyne was talking about last week. You know, this idea of playtime and, and being, you know, taking it into our daily lives and making sure that we do it. I did. I almost dropped the knife cutting vegetables and raced out there to play Queenie Queenie as the ball with them. You never know. Maybe I might do it this evening. 
Little Ed Sheeran throwback there for your Lego house. He's coming to Ireland on Thursday, 30th of March. He will be here. But somebody, I'm going to say, well, he is bigger. He is bigger than Ed Sheeran is arriving tonight and tomorrow night. And I have special details about that concert if you are going along to see Elton John. Plus, I have a track from him on the way. The 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore. It is the last chance to catch this guy. Elton John is coming to Three Arena tonight and Wednesday night. And fans have been warned there's going to be no support act, okay? There's no support act. He doesn't need one. It's Elton John. He could just play for five hours if he wanted to. Uh, Anyway, he's going to be on stage from 8pm sharp, okay? So he'll be taken to the stage at that time. Uh, So the doors will open at 6.30. He'll be on stage at 8. No support act. And of course, tonight's gig and tomorrow's night's gig uh, are completely sold out but uh, if you are going along enjoy this might get you in the humour Elton John I'm still standing going to be one heck of a show tonight in the three arena uh, Flamin' Eamon's not going though to Elton he's on 086 658 he's gotten his cinema tickets he's away off to see John Wick tonight let us know what you think of it Eamon tomorrow I didn't get to see it at the weekend but I will I will get in to see that uh, can I please plug that the TY students of Columbia College Caloocan present All Shook Up the Musical in Mullingar Arts Centre this Thursday and Friday 30th and 31st of March at 7.30pm tickets are 15 euro available through the Arts Centre great night guaranteed with all Elvis Classics. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So that's happening on Thursday and Friday, 7.30pm Mullingar Arts Centre. All the details are on the Arts Centre's website. More messages coming in. Uh, oh yeah, we were talking about the grand stretch. The grand stretch in the evening is back and um, my son was out playing in it yesterday. You didn't mention the tantrum that he has when he has to come in uh, with a little eye roll from Jacintha on 86 658 Hasn't happened just yet, Jacintha, but look at give it time you know we've got a a whole summer now stretching out in front of us of it's come on it's time to come in it's time to come in five more minutes all this thing yeah I hear you I hear you great to see you Sinead the kids are all playing rounders on the green in my area says Trevor and Delique really wanted to join in too Trevor I think you. I look at I think we should go for it tonight if they're out playing on the green and if there's a game of rounders or something that we recall from childhood I think we should just ask them can we play do you know what like I think so why not why not we have to have a bit more play in our lives and I used to love rounders as well I used to love batting not so much catching now but I used to love the batting and you just whack the ball leg it round as fast as you could uh, but yeah brilliant brilliant memories thank you so much for sending all them in on 086-1800-658 don't forget if there is anybody in your life that's celebrating a birthday or a special occasion or you want to just give them a shout out I am happy to facilitate so just get in touch on that number 086-1800-658 the crack has already started in the studio. Dermot Kennedy, kiss me on LMFM's 11 to 1. We are very excited because Loud Craftmark, one of the most respected visual artist collective, they have come together once again for a brilliant exhibition which is opening tonight. I'm going to meet two of the artists involved in this. They're going to join me next. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M.
FM. Loud Craftmark, one of the largest, most respected visual artist collective in Ireland, are opening their latest group exhibition tomorrow in the Basement Gallery at Anthon Art Centre in Dundalk. It's entitled Greater Than and it's going to feature a range of work from 29 of the Loud Craftmark members and will include everything from ceramics to jewellery, painting as well. Joining me now to tell us more are Sarah McKenna. She's a ceramicist from Dundalk and also artist Quiva McCarthy. She's based in Dunleer. They're in studio with me now. How are you getting on, ladies? Great to have you both back with me again. Uh, So I almost feel like, like kind of a writer, an artist leads kind of a lonely life at times, you know. So something like the Laid Craftmark Collective must be amazing to be a part of. It must be a great support to you. Mm, For sure. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that our members value the most. And, you know, obviously we do exhibitions and we do photo shoots and we do uh, various different things together. But the fact that we can meet up and we can ask like, where do you buy those boxes or you know how did you get on with this such and such a thing and like you know or it can just be chatting yeah and and kind of even do you like sort of ask each other as well like a, like if you're stuck on a piece or if you need a bit of guidance or does that come into it well Sarah works in Bridge Street Studios where you'd have a group of people mm. around you all the time so I'd I'd imagine there's more banter there than there is with me because <laughs> I'm on my own in my own studio yeah. so uh but I do talk to myself of course but um <laughs> Do you, do you confer when, when it's coming up to an exhibition like this? There's more chat about what everybody's doing, you know. Um, on oh yes, yeah, so I do have art other artists around me daily, but then over the space of the weeks and months coming up to the exhibition, I'll, I have met other people who might be in a studio on their own, and we've chatted about what what are you making, what are you doing, what are you working on, how is it working out, you know. Um, we're all very good at making last minute changes and last minute decisions when we might have been working on something for a very long time in our heads, and um, then and the reality of it is it has to has to be. That's where most of the work gets done, really. Yeah. There's an awful lot of art is about the concept behind it. So I think, yeah, you'd maybe 90% rumination. Yeah. And then, Filtering yeah. and distilling. I don't know what the percentage <laughs> of inspiration and perspiration is then. <laughs> but, uh, you know, an awful lot of thinking. And it is lovely to be able to bounce ideas around, especially, you know, greater than such a broad concept to yeah. work around. It's been great, it's been great uh, because everybody's taken a very different... Yeah different kind of approach and, and to I it yeah that's what the chat can be about more than you know necessarily techniques or yeah. you know the actual oh for sure physical side of making it's more about how are you tackling this topic you know? why you tackled it you know yeah uh, and um i think that's one of the things especially watching the the network change during covid because we couldn't get together and do of things course. yeah you know that it was interesting um that we were able to still zoom each other or talk to each other and you know that and I'm delighted that we we maintained yeah. you know we we kept working the whole way through oh it's so important yeah. it's so Our important to keep that grew. it grew massively yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. looking at their 68 yeah. members yeah, yeah. which yeah, is yeah. I'm going in loud the tiny little county uh, just goes, goes to show this hugely creative people and this membership is open for more I believe yeah? it yeah, is until yeah. the end of March yeah, wow so yeah. we, we open for membership applications once a year for one month of the year and so it's open now just to the end of this week and it's on it is all up on our website um and we're open to anybody who's working in craft or visual art in Loud in or the environment. The northeast. Yes. Oh, so okay. really? Because we have Mead, Malahide, yeah. Monaghan. You know, it's not just Loud. Okay. So if you're, you know, if and we're you're, very welcoming. 
Oh, we are. Yeah. I we're very friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, and like you say, there's so many advantages to this because you get to kind of put your exhibitions on in a big group, which can be, you know, very uh, kind of more easy, I would imagine, as yeah. well for artists. Oh, for a starter. Yeah. Like, I, I still feel like a newbie in the network, even though I'm seven or eight years in now. It's crazy. <laughs> it's mad how fast time goes. But without that kind of nurturing environment where, you know, you'd be terrified of submitting work into yeah. an exhibition, but you're encouraged. This show, for example, is an open exhibition, which means anybody can submit anything. And it's not, it's not, you know, selected, not selected or curated. curated yeah. So that means that you get to exhibit your work regardless. Yeah. So everybody has an opportunity to exhibit, which is quite important for us, you know, that we don't want, we, we do have other shows that are selected. So you'll put your work forward and a panel will decide if it works with the theme or not. Whereas in this, we, we picked a theme and then everybody can submit and mm. then, then we have to try and put all the work together in, in that's in inva- it's invaluable for um confidence and oh yeah. i'd imagine uh, so yeah and just understanding how you submit filling out forms filling out documents insurance for exhibitions you know how a drop off and a takedown works you know all just the little things that you don't think about um all the and all the ad- get, admin you, kind of side of things yeah absolutely. but with, without any of the pressure of it being your own show or yes, solo yes. you know adventure or any of those things. completely yeah and uh, we, we'll circle back to the exhibition in a minute but uh Quiva, you you landed a bit of a bombshell on me when you came in the door there because the last time we spoke it was all about the illustration but you've brought <clears> with you the most stunning piece of work it is a beautiful abstract painting you were talking to me the last time about maybe putting the illustration just to the side and really kind of following your heart with this abstract side of oh, yourself. see the last time I was talking to you I was in for the FLA yes. I, I was lucky enough to have gotten that commission and it was it was a brilliant experience and I worked for months and months on three pieces of art for the FLA and enjoyed myself <clears throat> very much but um, uh, as we said at the beginning an awful lot of artwork is about coming up with the concept of the piece and then how you're going to structure it or what's going to go into it and I found that when it was other people's voices in my head all the time asking for commissions that my own voice might argue with their voice a little in my head. And then I ended up maybe with a piece of work that I didn't feel was um, intrinsically mine. Yes. But I had to sign it and uh, that wasn't sitting comfortably with myself. So um, I decided Little Twit had started as a book and, yeah. as, and as a project that way. It wasn't meant to turn into an illustration business ever. It was never on the... It just sort of grew legs by itself. So I decided it was time to... Um, Go and pause and and explore some new. And it's a brave decision because from something that, you know, like, I mean, illustration, let's say it's this, in inverted commas, the marketable thing. It's the more commercial route. You know, now you have, and I have to say, stunning, stunning piece, though, uh, with the abstract side of things. You know, you're sort of moving away from that slightly safer, let's say, uh, mode of making money into the the different I would have started uh, I would have started out here with okay. the abstract stuff. Right. Like when okay. I when I started painting first it would have all been quite abstract or um conceptual and um and then I'd doodle, you know, out little ideas and things like that and they people seem to like them a lot more than any of the stuff that I put any kind of heavy thought into or heavy effort, you know, so uh, it does seem easier but you just um, it's okay when you're like I liked having been able to have my own voice with the whole thing but yeah. then 
it stopped being my voice yeah. is what it felt like. Yeah. And I became, it was like Little Twit was a persona nearly. Yes. And I felt like I was pretending to be something that I wasn't. So we're going to see the real Quiva in <laughs> oh this Oh my exhibition. God, heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about some, some of the pieces, some of the work that you have exhibiting uh, then. Well, yesterday was like Christmas because everybody delivered their work yesterday and we got to open them up and have a look. And I have to say there's the 3D work blew me away because it's not, a way that my brain operates like Sarah is a ceramicist and she has two beautiful sculptures in in the exhibition and and the 3D work I always I'm a very touchy feely person and she <laughs> I had to tell her to stop, stop rubbing that yeah because <laughs> I was I was rubbing her bit I was rubbing her sculpture <laughs> but that's me all over I have to touch things <laughs> smell them I have to you know I'm very but uh, I was tremendously excited and I crashed like mad last night I came down with the thump because you know you just get so excited yeah. opening up this stuff and seeing people's ideas and their their take on the brief and oh it was wonderful but yeah it was 3D yeah, work so got me very of, excited a lot of 3D work which is yeah. really interesting to see after kind of a long time where there might have only been two plinths in the whole show yeah so I think we have nine or ten or maybe even more than that yeah yeah um, it's it's heavy on the 3D yeah. side yeah. well out of 29 still only a third so uh We'll take over the world one of these days. Um, <laughs> some beautiful, large paintings. Um, there's a, a, a large... So diverse. Some very large sculpture. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then some really teeny, tiny pieces that everybody oh. expects to be large. So, the piece uh, on the invite, yes. which you might have seen, yes, is a I gorgeous have... little um, little opening up piece oh, yes, by Orla Barry. Oh, Nothing would have prepared me for opening it up and it's only this big. Yeah. Okay. Teeny tiny. Oh, I was expecting it absolutely tiny. Oh yeah, no, it was like church-like in my brain and yes. then it arrived in and it was tiny and, and it just... Absolutely oh, it, 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 that's the It word. reminds me of yeah. something, yeah, like that you might see, like it's a real vintage looking piece, well, isn't it? it's kind of like iconography, you know, yes. from religious medieval unfolding oh, work. Oh, very yeah, good. Yeah. Very and, good. And it's, uh, she worked around the, it's called, uh, oh God, I'll get it wrong, Forecast Foretold or Foretold Forecast. One of them. Around the almanac and the seasons and oh, very much very good, um, yeah. nature inspired. Orla's always so organised. She's very good. She's a wonderful artist. Oh, she's oh, so many wonderful artists. So, so many wonderful yeah. artists. And yeah. Sarah, yourself, I mean, like some of the stuff that you make is just so amazing. Like I love the the fact that you include little kind of inspiring quotes and poems and everything yeah. in your work. I love Rob and other people's lives. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I like to have messages and and for these pieces like um, that I've made for the show, they're they're figurative sculptures, so they're quite different from what I have like on my my bread and butter uh, stuff that I do and I have to kind of had to kind of resist from putting text into them um, I've been I've started re- I, I did a show in 2020 where I m- decided to make some sculptures and after a big long long break from making figurative pieces um, and I've just been every time anything comes up now oh can I make a person <laughs> can I make a person can I keep, you can. Can I keep yeah. the words out of it yeah <laughs> I, uh, just so like Quiva you've sort of diversified a little yeah. bit as you say moving away from the bread and butter stuff which would be yeah. kind of gifts that people have for, for, for special occasions things like that so going back to sort of where, like yeah, where your heart is lying in sculpture I think like I have a very clear kind of design aesthetic and I still have that in the pieces you know I have uh, textured pieces and I have little bits of gold and I have line um, and they are still very much about thoughts and memories um, and like so I'm kind of keeping hold of all those things that are you know important in all of the rest of my work yeah but 
just doing something really different with them for me. Um, and that's, I think, I suppose for somebody like me who's working full time in a, in a you know, I'm, I'm making and producing uh, multiples, uh, we're sending out to shops and I'm sending out on the website to be able to take some time aside and just do something that it really, you know, it's really for me. I'm not on anybody else's brief. Um, and even though I was given a brief <laughs> for the exhibition, but uh, that's a really nice thing to do. Um, and I, it was, like it was very broad, very broad. Very, yeah, something yeah, because like be something like broad, greater yeah. than. I mean, that's what I'm always really like because I haven't gotten an artistic bone in my body. When I see that you know artists come together and like something like greater than to me is just like I don't even know where to start with something like that. And then, like you say, everyone has kind of taken it and depicted it so so differently, which mm. is really exciting. I nearly always started a, a, from a nearly a ragey. Uh, I'm raging. Yeah. I well, you know, because I, I I suppose it's like you're arguing it out in your brain. Yes. So so one of those voices will be a bit ragey. Well, and then you look at yeah. her piece and it looks so serene because yeah. it's got loads of purples and everything well, else. Now everybody it. said that about Little Twit as well. They all said, oh, your stuff makes me so happy. And I'm like, it's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> if they only knew what was yeah, actually yeah. going on yeah. in the studio. <laughs> and, and it's funny, I think my pieces are actually trying to find calm. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. they're the opposite. I'm very much just like, how still can I be with this? What yeah. can I take away? You know, Oh, well, no, my, my end product I, is one of joy. But yeah. I had to confront what was making me unhappy to let the to happiness get there. out again. I yeah, get you. You know, yeah. to because for me, for the greater than brief, I, I thought like we're, my piece is called greater than the sum of my parts. And and I just feel like we're all stuck into so many small, narrow boxes and, and we're expected to be so uniform in so many ways in our whole lives from milestones as children to yeah. education system, to the workplace, to being women all of that malarkey and and I'm I've always kind of struggled a little bit with when confronted with any kind of authority. So, yeah. uh, and this is is very much about now in the year that I'm going to be fifty this year, and I'm you feeling, are not going to oh, be yeah, fifty yeah. this and year, and I'm loving it. It's such a gift to have gotten this far, yeah. and to be this happy, yeah, you know, and to kind of have resolved so many things within myself so Do you know I've spoken to so many women who are like yourselves approaching like yourselves we've approaching this milestone and they kind of go do you know what I'm actually at peace with it I don't care that I'm growing Love older it. I'm accepting of who I am all of that whereas I'm late 30s going I don't know who I am am I a wife am I a mother am I a broadcaster who, who am I what's going on So you, that, That's what's, exactly what I'm talking about So yeah, is it going to take yeah. me to that stage well, to not. Hopefully not because yeah. I'm a slow learner and I'm not the brightest uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, but what, like for me, I had a funny year. I I had um I had my entire female reproductive system removed of course, last April. Yes, yes. And uh, so I had to kind of sit in my bottom for a while and rest. Mm. And um, I'm a bit of a fizzy personality, so I struggle with that side of things. So I did a lot of thinking, and I started having conferences with myself. I know this sounds really ridiculous, but um, I present myself with my five year old self, my ten year old self, yeah. my fifteen year old self my 20 year old self when I was having my first baby all these things collected us and kind of conferred on where we were at how we were feeling and I found the whole thing so healing Yeah, because there was an awful lot of there was a bit of grief and loss and there, was a, there was a lot of excitement for what how free I was going to be and um, and and being a woman is challenging, you know. Mm. And then, of course, the hormonal side of having everything taken out mm. was a shock to the system. And I had to work pretty hard on um, 
on that and not letting my mental health Oh, completely. Yeah. I couldn't believe how unlike myself I felt. So it was, it was a full, it was a full exploration of, uh, so this is really about like, yeah. that I'm greater by the sum of any of the parts that have been taken out of me at any stage of my life. And uh, I'm really grateful to be going to be 50 this year. And the, now the piece takes on so much more yeah. resonance when she yeah. tells me that. And and how are you physically, how are you feeling? I'm still getting there. Like a lot of people said to me, oh, you, it will take about a year before you mm. start to feel better. And of course I was like, no, no, they said six weeks of not lifted a kettle and then I'll be grand. You know, yeah, when you're yeah. that stupid and uh, <laughs> or stubborn, I don't know. But I was like, just literally just like, you know, if I had it done on the 12th of April by the 1st of June, I'd be back in action. I was back digging the garden, weeding and that kind of stuff. And then I signed up to do a race over in the Killery Fjord. Of course you did. I was like, yay, off I go. And sure, no, my body couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, and it's it, that it's listening it, to that yeah. as well and slowing down yeah. completely. Uh, so frustrating. Go, yeah, <laughs> I know because you are somebody that likes to do and likes to be active. So, so tomorrow is the opening of this open to the public completely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're opening at seven p.m. in Anton in the basement gallery, and um, we've Nick Riley coming yeah. to do a talk. Fantastic. Which I'm delighted, very yeah. excited about. He's always interesting and he's always so knowledgeable you know yeah. one of those brains that you love to defer to like, oh completely you know, yeah, yeah. yeah and I presume all the work then is for sale yes yes I hope so yeah um, that's that's the bit that we still have to well we, as in the list has to be done and the numbers have to be put out and, and the stickers stuck on and that but, uh, I was thinking of going in on April the 1st and sticking red dots and everything but <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd say there'll already be red dots <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there will be red dots on all of them yeah, they will be sold oh there's some cracking pieces yeah. You know, some of it I, uh, is very reasonable. I was like, mm. so me too. Yeah. Add a zero to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so do, do you know what? I know so many artists that completely undersell their work yeah. as well. And given yeah. all the time and effort and hardship and blood, sweat and tears that goes into this stuff, you need to be adding zeros. You definitely do. And I'm always saying that the arts got us through COVID. We got to get out there and support them. We really do. Ladies, it's been just so, so lovely having you in studio. Keep making art. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Sinead. Thank you. So the exhibition, Greater Than Exhibition, opening tomorrow, Basement Gallery on Thon Arts Centre. It's going to run then until April 15th. The 11 to 1 show with Gilmore's now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1970, Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel is released. Vince Vaughn, American actor, was also born and today is Black Forest Gatto Day. Yeah, filled with rich layers, usually four chocolate sponge cake together with whipped cream, cherries. Gorgeous. Black Forest Gatto Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. House with sunburst heading towards 12 news but after that I'm going to meet some young social innovators from Skull, Worry and Trim and a reality TV show star opens up about her motherhood journey. The 11 to 1 show. Being a mum is the hardest thing that ever happened to me. A reality TV star is opening up about her struggles with motherhood. More on that after train. 
tonight. Train, hey, soul sister on LMFM's 11 to 1. Being a mum is the hardest thing that's ever happened to me, so says Molly May Haig, Love Island star. She's opened up about the struggles of motherhood in quite an emotional YouTube video. And um, a lot of people have been wondering, because, you know, I suppose being a social media influencer, she'd be on, you know, all the time. And obviously she's had this new baby and she's not on and people are kind of asking where she is and all that kind of stuff. And uh, she just sort of... um, this is why it's so important, I think, that she has, in fact, opened up about how difficult it has been. Because, you know, we only have to scroll through Instagram to see, you know, people living these so-called perfect lives and in inverted commas with, you know, oh, I'm out my baby in the buggy and I'm here at my coffee and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Whereas in reality, that's not really the case at all. And this sometimes is the thing that we project out on social media, but it's not really what's going on. She says, I feel like what I'm saying isn't making sense. My brain is jumbled. It feels like it's not my brain anymore. I feel like I I just don't feel like myself. Um, And she says, uh, I I do feel that, uh, you know, people need to be honest about this. And uh, she says, wholeheartedly, I found it really, really hard. The word I would use to describe the past two months would be overwhelming. I've been overwhelmed every single day. You almost don't believe the 360 that your life has taken. And uh, it's the biggest life change. And, And no matter what people say, you can't can't be prepared for it. And people did say to me, she says... prepare yourself it's the hardest job in the world and I didn't listen I didn't understand I think particularly you know the the first few months of having a baby and bringing a baby home are the most difficult they really are and nobody can prepare you for that they really can't and you sort of live in this very strange world where you sort of shuffle around in you know clothes or pyjamas that you've probably worn for the last few days and you know the house is upended and particularly as a first time mum you sort of don't know what you're doing with the baby and everything else and you know we've spoken about this on the show before with various guests about this idea of now particularly there's not this sense of community anymore where, you know, neighbours came over and helped or took the baby from from you for a while and maybe COVID had a big impact on that as well or, you know, neighbours might, you know, come over and, and put on a wash for you, send you dinner or clean up a bit or things like that. And I think that we have lost that sense of community and there's this kind of idea that women need to do it all on their own and which is just crazy stuff altogether. But um, it's really important that somebody like Molly Mayhaig who has millions of followers on Instagram is so open about her experience of it. I hope she has brighter days ahead because it is very tricky those first few weeks no sleep as well and trying to get them into some sort of routine and they just defy all routine don't they newborn babies there but it's great uh, to see her talking about it and being so honest when she has such a, a huge following but it does bring up the you know point of should we be doing more for new mothers yes we absolutely should I mean and my own experience, the, the public health nurse only visits you a couple of times, really. And I mean, something like that maybe should be ongoing or this idea of community of women kind of sort of rallying around each other a bit more and not just assuming that things are going all right and that things are handled. And also, it can be difficult as a new mom as well to kind of put your hand up and go, do you know what, actually, I'm really struggling and I need help. So that's part of the conversation as well. So I do think that it is great that she has put that out there. So hopefully brighter days ahead for her. Now, uh, speaking of solicitors, Let's see what else is happening. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Matt Damon has seen Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. 
There's a rumour the movie is very long. Oppenheimer stars Killian Murphy and has been a highly anticipated movie from Nolan. Here's what Matt said. I've seen it. It's fantastic. How long is it? It's three hours. And and Killian is everything you would want him to be. He is phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Yeah, you don't need an intermission? I, I No, no. God, no. God, no. I didn't. I, I, I'm shocked that it, it goes so fast. It's great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. It's been rumoured that Keanu Reeves cut up to 50% of his dialogue on the set of the latest John Wick movie. This was to get the right take on the character. People on the movie were shocked at how dedicated he was to making sure the character kept true to himself by speaking less. Lil Nas has revealed he used the celeb dating app Raya. He's the latest celeb to be on James Corden's carpool karaoke. Lil Nas has realised dating celebs just isn't for him. I think I stopped using Raya, like, it just, like, it fell off for me, and I just, like, started to, like, to meet people in person. Uh-huh. And Raya is just very famous. Everyone's famous on there. I've met I've met um, quite a few famous guys. I, I've, I think I've come me? to know that I don't like dating famous people. Okay, have any of them ever done carpool karaoke? For sure. <sighs> That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Have to say, I'm very much looking forward to that Christopher Nolan movie. More buzz a little bit later on with Eddie Caffrey. Back to the music now. Here's Hart. There's Hart with Alone on LMFM's 11 to 1. Students at school worry Trim have been very hard at work over the last few months preparing two very different projects. It's all part of the Young Social Innovators programme. We're going to meet them next. The 11 to 1 show. This students at school worry Trim have been very hard at work over the past few months preparing two very different projects as part of the Young Social Innovators programme. Now both groups attended the Speak Out event held in the Mansion House where they needed to present their projects and they did extremely well and their teacher even won the Most Inspirational Guide Award as well. Joining me now to tell us more about the projects and the competition are students Hannah Boyle and Tessa Fennell and their TY coordinator Miss O'Reilly is with them as well. Hello ladies. Hello. Hello. How are you? How's things going? Good, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. So first of all, tell me, what is this Young Social Innovators programme all about? Yeah, so it's a project we do in TY. We've done it in our school for the past 15 years and it really encourages young people on finding a social issue that they want to raise awareness about in their community. Okay, so very interesting competition. And you see, the school has entered for the past 15 years now, which is a great track record. I can, I can see maybe why uh, the, the, the school wanted to enter. This idea of you guys tackling the, the, the social issue and trying to come up with solutions is a, is a very cool thing, different thing to do in school, isn't it, than the usual? Yeah, definitely. I think transition year as a whole would be just different experiences throughout the year. And this one is definitely by far one of the best ones of the year. Fantastic. Okay, so you've got two separate groups working on some really, really interesting projects. So talk to us firstly about uh, the project that focused on uh, sexual health. Yeah, so we don't have anyone here today from that group, but I think we can talk a little bit about their group as we worked kind of so closely with them the, the last year. So their project was called Clueless, based on the fact that they felt clueless really on topics such as domestic violence and sexual health uh, within the RSE curriculum 
of scale. Okay, I love the name. Uh, it's a very striking name and, and immediately, you know, I can see why, you know, there's a lot uh, to, to unpack when it comes to that as well. Uh, so, so what aspects of, the, of sexual health did they address? They really looked into, I'd say, education of young people right. and what the curriculum focus on and what's missing out. And they uh, emailed Norma Foley about the curriculum and changes that need to be made. Wow. So Minister for Education, Norma Foley, they got in touch for each day because I know uh, there's always been that sort of discussion around, you know, how relationships and sexual health are uh, explored in schools, particularly all the way back to my time, even girls, this was a big issue. So they have taken it upon themselves to actually email the minister. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they got an automated response. Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, okay, that speaks volumes. But this plan is in motion. You know, they've made the first step, which is, which is brilliant. And, and they sent out a few surveys as well to kind of see, was this to see sort of what the students knew or what did they kind of have in the survey? Yeah, they sent out their survey around the same time we sent out ours to the students of the school and to also staff. And I think they were more shocked about the response they got from staff. Wow spoke more than what the students said and very interesting okay so they wanted to try and get both sides of what did the staff feel how did they what, what, how educated they were as well really interesting so your project girls was about uh, breast cancer awareness so tell us about this um, well we sent out a survey including breast cancer toxic shock syndrome and cervical cancer and found that the biggest need for information was breast cancer okay Sorry, are you going to say something I cut into you there? <laughs> no, I was just going to say in our school. Okay, fantastic. So breast cancer awareness, big, big issue just in the school generally. So so what sort of things uh, did you discover then in your survey? What were the main findings? Um, we found that 85% of our school community did not know how to properly conduct a self-exam and oh. didn't know the signs of symptom- and symptoms of breast cancer. 85% that's pretty huge now when it comes to the exam I would say if you were even to put that out into the wider community that number would increase tenfold with regards to that so much so that you decided to take action around that area specifically as well yeah, yeah definitely I think um, the what our survey showed is the majority of students knew of toxic shock syndrome but obviously the results of our breast cancer uh, exam research were more kind of shocking than the toxic shock syndrome ones. Yeah, and, and did you reached out then to, to Breast Cancer Ireland and uh, they had a representative come to the school? Yeah, so we emailed uh, Breast Cancer Ireland. We got in touch with a speaker, uh, Dimpana, and she came into our school and held a presentation for our whole year group of TY and just kind of went through the signs and symptoms and she was a brilliant speaker and made it really kind of normal and it was not scary at all. It was great. I know you guys are educated on how to do this properly. This is something that we all should be doing, you know, pretty much once a month uh, and really looking out for signs and recognising things because breast cancer is one of those ones that if caught early is completely treatable. So really, really important. So fair play to you for for organising that speaker to come to the school. There was also a fundraising element with both projects, but you uh, ladies held a bake sale. Yeah, we held a bake sale with the help of our teachers and students and the theme really was pink. So... We sat up in our school gym and we weren't expecting an awful lot, but once 
the school bell rang, we had students pile into the gym and we sold out within, I think, around 20 minutes. Wow, that's the quickest. <laughs> that has to be a record, quickest bake sale oh, ever. It was on record the most money, most successful bake sale ever over oh. school. And we oh. raised a total of 500 euro to donate to Breast Cancer Ireland. Oh, that is fantastic result. And uh, was there anything about the project? It doesn't sound like it, but was there anything that you guys uh, found challenging when doing the project? Um, narrowing down the project to just breast cancer at the start. Mm. We wanted to really do everything, but the biggest need was breast cancer. So we felt that we should focus on that because everyone's affected by it. Yeah, and it, like, it, that's part of it as well. Recognising, you know, that maybe you have to kind of rehone what you were going to do and, and decide to focus in. That's that's all part of, uh, you know, doing a project like this as well, which is brilliant. So you were at the Mansion House in Dublin at the uh, event there. Do you have to present the project? What was that like? Yeah, it was a brilliant experience. I think we all really, really enjoyed it. Um, we held a presentation each. It was around two and a half minutes on stage and there were seven judges in front of us but they didn't ask any questions and we really just presented our findings of our research and kind of presented it in a fun way to the other 300 plus students that were there. Oh, nerve-wracking stuff and seven judges as well. That has got to be nerve-wracking, absolutely. So uh, your teacher won an award which is fantastic as well. Yeah, we both, each team got a little uh, card to nominate our teacher for most inspirational guide. And I think the time we spent on that sheet uh, was very, very short, but we got managed to get a lot of information in. So Miss Farrell ended up winning the most brilliant ISR guide. That is fantastic news for her. Now, you do have your teacher, your TY coordinator with you, Miss Miss Riley. Is that right? Miss O'Reilly, yeah. Hello. Miss O'Reilly, I'm just listening to the students there. I mean, it's a very nerve-wracking thing to come and speak on the radio about a project that they're doing. You must be so proud of them. They're doing fantastic there. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, this is the proof of the pudding, I think, of transition year. They've done all this work themselves. They did the research, picked the topic... So I think when you're interested in something and you're motivated, it just shows how far you can get. Oh, it really does. And something like this, the Young Social Innovators Programme, for the school to be involved in it so many years, 15 years at this stage, there's huge benefits. Something like this looks great on a CV, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think all of these things look great. They stood up in front of big crowds in the mansion house, you know, held their own. So we would. We would, we would encourage them all, you know, to go and explore the things they're interested in, you know, and and, and then, you know, the sky's the limit for them. That it really is. So, so what happens next now, girls? What happens with the with the competition? Is there another stage, or what? What happens? Yeah. So the next part of the competition um, is in April. We find out the results of our speak out, how we did, and how we got on, and then we find out if we get into the final. So there's, I think, eleven different categories, and one winner from each category. Okay. And they go to the final, and then. One winner. One winner overall. How confident are you? Because look, these areas that you've picked, I think they're very topical at the moment and you've done such Trojan work. I think you have a good chance. Yeah, I think our category is definitely very competitive and a lot a lot in us, but I think we, we stand a chance, definitely. Well, you definitely, you have you have gold star for me for today. Thank you both so, so much for chatting to me today and the best luck with this next stage of the competition. Thank you. Thanks so much. Aren't they fantastic? I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that in TY. 
at that age. Come and speak on the radio, speak in the mansion house in front of all those people. No way. Hannah Boyle and Tessa Fennell and a big thank you as well to Miss O'Reilly, their TY coordinator. We'll have to watch this space and see what happens, but we will update you on the girls and the project as time goes by. The 11 to 1 show. Back to the music now. Here's the Water Boys with Fisherman's Blues. Me- oh God, that stopped really suddenly. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Message coming in on 086-1800-658. Just talking about Molly May Haig and her experience of, you know, finding motherhood hard. Just a message coming in. They were the best times of my life. I couldn't believe I had a beautiful baby. That was just my feeling. And I felt the same with all five. In fa- I probably should mention that she do- has said, you know, that it is the best thing ever. And she's just so in love with her, her baby girl and all of that. But I think as well, you know, it's it's also expressing that idea that it is the hardest time as well. You know, it's just acknowledging that really, isn't it? Because it is brilliant. And don't get me wrong, there was days where I just stared, stared at my kids as they slept ridiculously. <laughs> I should have been resting when they were resting. But, you know, and you are in that lovely bubble as well, but it is hard. It's a very mixed time. It's a very mix of emotion and it can't always be lovely and, and happy and all that, particularly when, you know, it is just like when they're crying, we don't know why they're crying and then they have colic and then you're, they don't sleep and oh, there's so many things. There's so many things. It is the best time, but also a, a tricky time as well. Uh, now, we were talking about... um fantastic local talent students uh, they're from uh, School Weary Trim also I want to mention Beth Brady she is from St Joseph's Mercy Secondary School she was uh, the overall winner at the Real Love Fashion Competition an absolutely brilliant competition all about sustainability and uh, really focusing on the sustainable designers of the future which Beth is definitely one she created a stunning stunning outfit using old seat belts yeah an old cot sheet and other scrap fabrics so the uh, ceremony took place on the 23rd of March and it was secondary schools from all around the place uh, who competed for the uh, awards so you had to create an outfit using discarded textiles uh, textiles, and re- reimagine them then into wearable clothing. Kind of a little bit on the junk couture angle, but a, a little a little bit different. So this was fantastic what, what Beth created. Uh, this old uh, seatbelts, belts, an old bomber jacket, torn lining from the family linen basket. Isn't that really cool? Uh, an old cot sheet, donated fabric and zips once to, uh, destined to be used for a bridesmaid's dress. Also a pair of her dad's old jeans and scrap fabric. So a fair play play to her and uh, things like people incorporated things like bike tubes discarded packaging accessories made from coconut shells so imaginative and creative are these students also a second local award winner was Elizabeth Cooper she's in Colosh to Clavin in Longwood she won the award for best tailoring so Beth Brady and Elizabeth Cooper who knows we could see their amazing works on the catwalk in years to come and let's hope that they keep that sustainability uh, aspect to all their designs in in the future but fair play to them LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online check out the latest Northeast news sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie Modern Fashions Dundalk requires a part-time retail assistant to apply you can send your CV to info at modernfashions.ie 
Clonmore and Intellectual Disability Service requires carers in the Meath area. Please apply with your CV to info at clonmore.ie that's C-L-A-N-N-M-O-R dot I-E or you can phone them up 086 603 2 the Crow's Nest and Dundalk require experienced bar staff. Excellent terms and conditions provided. You can send your CV to PJ, then the little hyphen, martin at hotmail.com. The Ark Arena Navin requires a duty manager. They'll be responsible for the efficient day-to-day running of Navin's number one cinema. To apply, please email your CV to ian at arccinema.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search Actor, writer, director and comedian is going to embark on a world tour in Dublin's Three Arena is on his list on the 11th of July More details next I feel good. We are feeling good about the this news because Ricky Gervais has announced arena dates for his Armageddon World Tour and he's going to be coming to Dublin's 3 Arena on uh, the 11th of July. Tickets go on sale this coming Friday. Yep, this is going to be his new stand-up show touring the globe throughout this year and also into 2024. He's going to be visiting some of the biggest uh, UK and Europe uh, v- venues as well and he's already lined up uh, two sell-out shows at at uh, New York's Radio City Hall and a night at LA's Hollywood Bowl which is going to be his biggest stand-up gig yet and he's also going to be in Canada and all the rest as well. So uh, yeah, Ticketmaster.ie they go on sale this Friday. I mean, look, you either love him or loathe them, but he is a... <laughs> He's fantastic. He has his own unique brand. And I think we saw a different side of him as well with that fantastic series on Netflix. But uh, yeah, Ricky Gervais coming to town. Aslan, she's so beautiful. Finishing off our show for today. That is our lot. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.